It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Our Culture Gaming. I'm Scott, joined by Josh. Hello, Scott. Hello, Josh, my friend. Now I hear there's all sorts of Resident Evil things due in the rounds. Resident Evil 9 seems like it's back on the table. Yes, it absolutely is. If it was ever off the table, it's back on <laughs> with a nice little meal, like in Resident Evil 7, where they're surrounded by all the maggots and stuff. Feed but in a much mate. better way, because it works out for me and you as fans of the series. Yes, um, Dusk Golem, a.k.a. The Aesthetic Gamer, has been on yet again. If you don't know who this is, they are a pretty um, prolific <laughs> leaker when it comes they're to the Resident Evil news. everything about Resident Evil for the last yeah. three years or something. Yeah. More or less. Like, if you've ever clicked on one of our Resident Evil videos, chances are the source will have been um, Dusk Golem. And most of the internet, yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, oh, yeah, totally. It's not just us. Um, mm. But yes, they have been tweeting out again and talking about Capcom's like wider plans for the Resident Evil series and have said that they apparently envision Resident Evil 7, Resident Evil 8, and Resident Evil 9 as part of an interconnected trilogy. Now, this is kind of like more noteworthy than you might think because mm. obviously Resident 1 to 3 was kind of a trilogy, Resident 4 to 6 was kind of a trilogy, but Resident Evil 8 Village marks the first time that we've had like a proper direct sequel to a Resident Evil game. Obviously, all the Resident Evil games have followed a one coherent story, picking up with a bunch of different characters, but back in the day, you would jump from game to game, you would get new characters introduced. You know, you went from one starring Jill Valentine and Chris Redfield to two with Claire and Leon, and then, you know, you kept shaking it up. But obviously with Village, this time around, we've got the story of Ethan Winters in part seven, then we're playing as Ethan Winters again in part eight. So it's kind of following on more closely than it ever has before. And apparently this will culminate in Resident Evil 9, which is already hmm. in the early stages of development and will come sooner than we um, than we probably you know think it might. So Scott Tilford, what do you think about having more Ethan Winters potentially in well, your life and having this style of Resi continuing? That's what, that's what grabbed me is that I was just like, man, I don't care about Ethan Winters at all. Right. Like, I don't know if that's just me. I, I mean, I, well, okay, I'll give him a smidge. Like, if it's out of 100, then I'm on like 20. Like, I'm just kind of like, yeah, okay. fine. I think it's mainly because because it's a first-person Resident Evil game that he was introduced in. He hasn't got that same sense of place and memorability as the rest because we've spent so much time with the other characters in a third-person perspective or seeing them in cutscenes or whatever else. And I feel like this dude, like, kind of started out as an avatar for any player. Like, the whole point being that you were yeah. investigating this, you know, dilapidated shack. You were hunting down your, it was like your girlfriend or ex-wife, whatever it was. You are hunting down Maya. Um, and then over time, it's become like, oh, he is more important. He is rescued by Chris Redfield at the end of the game. Uh, and now in the trailers for Village, um, there's a lot more mentioning him in relation to what's going on with um, Lady Dimitrescu and everything else. So, like, 
I don't know, I guess they're fleshing it out by the end of the next game. Maybe Resident Evil 9 will know that Ethan Winters was this big old deal in the middle of everything yeah. else. But I don't know if it's just the traditionalist in me or it's because they haven't done that much with him yet. In like I didn't I just like I said, I don't get that excited about the character because for me there's very little of a character there other than him getting very annoyed at stuff and then but then brushing off the fact that yeah. he lost a hand and whatever else. But um <laughs> I don't know if that's just me. Like, yeah, what's your uh, and the leg as well? Like what's your uh, feelings towards Winters as a protagonist? No, I think all of that stuff is very valid because, like you said, mm. Resident Evil 7, that was, in a way, almost a complete break from the yeah. previous Resident Evils, not only in terms of its aesthetic presentation, but in terms of its lore, you know. It didn't have any links to the other games until very late in the game, and the first kind of, like, part of it was very ambiguous. It was much more kind of, like, inspired by um, American movies, like the Texas Chainsaw mm. Massacre, Evil Dead, and stuff like that, and was kind of going away from the bombastic, convoluted plot, plot line of the previous games, and as a result, you were cast as Ethan Winters, who was supposed to be this everyman, right? You weren't mm. this suplex zombieing um, <laughs> guy like Leon or Chris in Resident Evil 6. Which I don't need, I will say. <laughs> uh, I'll well, take a little bit of it. Take a little bit of that, but not necessarily, I mean? yeah. you know, high-flying kicks and, like, yeah, ridiculous totally. head stomps and, and everything else. Yeah, I mean... I think we'll have to agree to disagree on that front. But for me, Ethan Winters was a nice breath of fresh air. And to see him fleshed out more in Resident Evil 8, I think we will get more of a de definitive characterization. I think his story and his agency will come into play more, even from what we've seen in the trailers so far, whether that's like the story trailers or the gameplay trailers. It seems like Capcom's really trying to make him more of a character and less of a site, less of a um, avatar for the audience and the players. And by mm. pairing with Chris so directly, it's almost like they're acknowledging him as an important part of the canon. You know, he's not just someone who had this story, then was saved by Chris, and then we moved on and we moved mm. back to like Leon or whoever. Now, like he's like going to be part of the wider mythology. And I think, even though I'm not completely sold on him and was incredibly shocked when I actually saw his face for the first time, I think they right. can build him into someone who is, you know, noteworthy and memorable overall. Mm. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the, the fact that he is so kind of under the radar that he is one of... If you were going to name Resident Evil characters, it would be a while before you mentioned Ethan Winters. Um, because yeah. of that, that allows him to, you know, form some sort of crazy plot twist, especially if they want to go RE5, RE6 style plot twists um, and do something like that. But when you mentioned Chris, and uh, we mentioned Chris, like, saving him at the end of RE7, um, that trailer that they've shown for RE8, where Chris is the dude shooting, like, his partner and, like, kidnapping the baby and stuff, I'm like, well, mm -hmm. already there's more going on with Chris Redfield again. I want to see more of what's happening with him. Um, and again, that could totally be a genius Metal Gear Solid 2 style thing, where they're casting you deliberately as the person on the side that you don't want to be part of, that you don't want to play as, um, to yeah. give more um, perspective on this main character. That could be cool. Um, but at the same time, right now, like the idea of, I mean, I'm, I guess we don't even know like who's going to be the playable dude in RE9. Um, but the idea of, you know, like we're getting another game and whatever or whatever RE8 does, it can't tie off things altogether. So something has to carry yeah. on into the new one, um, whether that's Lady Dimitrescu or whatever. I guess like that's a whole other thing as well, is that the last time we talked about this, there was that whole conversation around first person Resident Evil versus third person. Um, and I guess now we know that RE9 would assumedly be first person if this is the first person trilogy as well. Yeah, totally. And I think, you know, we've, we've always said, I think that makes the most sense when you have this mm. mainline series continuing the first person stuff, because we've got the remake of Resident Evil 4 coming out in, I think it's 2022 now, or that was the last rumor date. <laughs> and that will obviously embrace the third person stuff. So you can kind of have these parallel tracks and then after Resi 9, do something completely different. Maybe go back to third person for the main series. But Dusk Golem does mention something quite interesting in a follow-up tweet, and that's that Capcom 
after this trilogy are kind of like looking away to do like look are looking to do away with like the numbers entirely so we won't okay. get Resident Evil 10 as Resident Evil 10 it'll be just like a subtitled um, entry and we'll kind of move away move away from that numbering which they've already kind of started to do anyway we've had mm. these kind of integrated <clears throat> numerical titles recently we had Resident Evil Biohazard which is Resident Evil 7 they did mm-hmm. the cool little thing with the VII in that we've had Village which um, you know works as VIII Resident Evil 8 but apparently this is kind of them initially teasing out the numbers altogether. And I think it's why they are pushing for this Resident Evil to be called Resident Evil Village. Like if you yeah. like that's the keyword they're using, not Resi 8 for the most mm-hmm. part anyway. It's interesting with that stuff because um two of the franchises have sort of been involved in that. Like Halo, uh, I forget the name of the specific dude that worked for 343, but they were saying that as Halo has gone on over the years, um, you know, they like the idea of Halo Infinite, like Halo 5, like adding Guardians to Halo was them sort of teasing that, that it wasn't just gonna be Halo 5. Um, and then sort of saying like over time if these brands are going to last this long like it's not like we have Mario 23 or whatever um, and also mm-hmm. on the Final Fantasy side it's like a, a common sort of misconception that the all of the Final Fantasies are one giant story and this is part 15 or part 16 or whatever yeah. um, whereas you know if you've played them or whatever you'll know that they're all separate um, but that does get in the way of people trying them like people won't just pick up Final Fantasy 15 because they'll think that they're missing out on the other 14 and so I wonder how much that is also a branding thing um, where with any long form uh, franchise at some point maybe you do need to think of a different naming convention and maybe that also frees things up in regards to expectations of the narrative that you could just do a complete standalone trilogy that you know can be called yeah. the one you know the insert name trilogy or whatever um so yeah i like the idea of that it makes sense marketing wise and everything else but yeah let us know what you think down in the comments below of resident evil 9 being real of the new games being a full trilogy and what would you want to happen in re8 that could lead into re9 for now i'm scott from whatculture.com I've been Josh from Culture.com. And we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.